0: dot com.
4: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back. Hour number two, final day of the week, Friday edition. This will be the absolute final show of 2024 where there will not be votes being cast for the president of the United States. That is pretty interesting to think about it. Monday will be the very first day that Buck and I have sat in this seat when there have been presidential votes being cast. Happy birthday to Rush Limbaugh. In the third hour, we'll play you some audio of Rush celebrating his birthday and tying it in with the world that we're in today. That's still to come, but wanted to make sure that we get that off the top of the second hour. We are reacting to what I would say are explosive reports about alleged potential criminal behavior by Fannie Willis in Georgia in her investigation into Donald Trump. And for those of you out there, uh, as we were talking about, it's not just that she may have hired her paramour, her mister, her, I refuse to say gigolo, uh, her Sancho uh, is one of the, uh, one i have not heard that term before, her lover Broken up his marriage, giving him $650,000, to me that is the entree point for potentially getting her to give up the goods on a conspiracy centered at the White House to try to put Donald Trump, the chief political rival of the sitting president of the United States, in prison for the rest of his life and remove his name from the ballot. Which is the most anti-democratic act that anyone alive today has ever experienced. By a man, Joe Biden, ironically enough, who is centering much of his 2024 campaign on the idea that he is trying to preserve democracy by putting his chief political rival in prison and taking him off the ballot, something that's never occurred in any of our lives. So that is out there. This story is not going away. If we had an honest media, they would actually be pulling the threads and examining all of this. By the way, this all came about. ...that we know any of it at all because of a filing by one of the defendants. I believe there were initially 19 defendants in this case. being covered in the New York Times and in the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post and everywhere else because the salacious nature of these allegations is such that it's hard to ignore. And there hasn't been a responsive defense from Fannie Willis saying, oh, this is all untrue. And there is a divorce proceeding underway where she is named as a witness by the woman who alleges that she broke up the marriage of her and the husband. So all of this is is underway and I think is a big story. Warfare is going to be probably the number one story of the entire 2024 campaign, which brings me, Buck, to another update we need to give. After a lot of illogical, inconsistent, and unhelpful legal maneuvers, Hunter Biden now says, oh, by the way, I will sit for this deposition that the House wants to conduct of me relating to their impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. And, Buck, this is a big deal because Hunter showed up on the day he was supposed to appear at the Capitol and had a press conference outdoors. We covered that. This week, he randomly showed up as they were considering contempt uh, uh, citations. And I think what happened is somebody got to Joe Biden. Here's what I think happened. I think somebody got to Joe Biden and they said, your son's in a heap of trouble. We prosecuted Steve Bannon for defying a congressional subpoena. This is going to get put on Merrick Garland's desk. He's already facing felony charges, by the way, set for trial in June of 2024, On both the East and the West Coast right now, the FARA failure to register as a foreign agent claim, is still hanging out there and should and probably should be brought. I don't know if it will be brought. And now you're going to ask us to somehow distinguish between you and Steve Bannon. He needs to show up. This is a mess. And I, I think that's what happened. You buy it. What do you think's going on here that Hunter yeah, suddenly I, I, is saying, you know, okay, I will show up and answer questions.
5: There's certainly the possibility that, uh, Hunter went rogue. You know, this wasn't exactly a well thought out strategy with the White House and now the backlash has resulted in a, in a change of course here. Um, but I do think that, that showing up and, and creating that circus. This is now where we are. Both sides, in fact, Trump and Biden are, and the people that vote for them and then that believe in them, and they're both taking the position that the proceedings, the legal proceedings against their team are invalid, right? That's really what this is. This is, whether you're on the Trump side or the Biden side, It's this is all just a political hit. Now, of course, given where we sit, given how we see the world, Clay, uh, our response to this is, well, yeah, it actually is a political hit against Trump where, you know, who had never been a criminal his whole life until he yeah. was president and then almost 80 years old. And suddenly he's like the mastermind criminal, right? And also, uh, the, the primary, um, political rival of Joe Biden. Hunter Biden's been getting away with crimes for the last decade, probably more, I should note. I mean, this, you know, he didn't just start doing drugs, right? I mean, this guy's been doing stuff for, for many decades now. Um, it's just the stuff that we know about and was getting away with it until now, but they have to create a, you know, they, they have to create a, um, muddy up the water situation here so that the Democrats can say, well, you know, Trump is indicted, Hunter's indicted, undicted, let the chips fall where they may.
4: Yeah. And, and, and people out there say, okay, explain what's going on with Hunter, uh, as it pertains to this situation. I think you have to look at the Steve Bannon story. And Steve Bannon refused to comply with a congressional subpoena. It was referred to Merrick Garland. They brought charges against him. They convict him, convicted him. I think there's still an appeal uh, associated with that. But basically, Steve Bannon has set a precedent now in the Biden White House uh, and in the Justice Department that if you don't comply with the subpoena, you get charged with a criminal offense. And I think somebody in the White House, maybe it was Joe Biden himself, finally sat down with Hunter and said... Like, none of this really adds up, and any lawyer out there can tell you that sometimes you have a knucklehead for a client, and ultimately the client gets to make the call, even if you're advising him to do different things. The showing up at the contempt hearing this week, and then storming out when Marjorie Taylor Greene started to talk, it was super strange behavior. And the only thing I can think legally is that they were going to try to argue that, Unlike Steve Bannon, they showed up and they were disputing the way in which the deposition would occur as opposed to refusing to go completely. But I think the White House said, that's really a tough putt to suck. This, it's uh, the sink. I, I, that's my expectation. But this is why we circle around earlier, Buck. This Hunter thing ain't going away. And I understand your argument that Hunter Biden and all the shenanigans surrounding him don't impact the way that people vote. I- I think it's very much a media and D.C.
5: insider phenomenon. I do not think that people in swing states are sitting around caring one bit. And now, can I add, I think they should care, but part of the issue here is that they've been very successful in making this about Hunter not paying his taxes, Hunter doing drugs, and separating it from Hunter was collecting millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party to influence daddy to do what China wanted. That, I think, would, but that's not the sentiment from this. You know what I mean? That yeah. has been a media campaign to so say, oh, fine, he didn't pay his taxes. He didn't pay taxes on basically bribe money for the Biden crime family meant to influence U.S. foreign policy in the direction of the Chinese Communist Party. That Where- would hit.
4: Where I do think it impacts, and we'll see, right? We finally get votes know. starting yeah. to be cast on Monday. Uh, can I, can I just,
5: real quick, I mean, the, the Hunter yeah. Biden laptop, there was some polling that showed that that would have changed some yes. votes right before, which is obviously why the panic and the and the Twitter suppression and all the rest of it. Um, a Facebook suppression I would just add though my, my point here Clay is Yeah but that was three You know we've been going through Three years of this now right I just think that it's kind of People have become numb to it But keep going sorry
4: Yeah I mean no no I mean I, I think all that's important And I do think it would have been impactful in 20 Where I think it's important is I think it really has undercut The argument that Joe Biden tried to make Because I think there's a lot of people out there I'm talking about independent voters in general Who just say, if it's going to be Trump v Biden, basically all politicians are corrupt. Trump's corrupt. I'm saying it from an independent voter perspective and Biden's corrupt. Now, why does that matter? Because in 2020, if you had asked that question, the Democrats had done a good job of trying to sell the idea that Trump was corrupt, but Biden was selling himself as a cleansing agent who was going to come in with this great purity and restore the choo-choo and helps the union guys all a lie. Where I think that has impacted things is these the revelations of Hunter for independent voters. And, again, I'm talking about independent voters out there because some people don't listen very carefully. They're like, Trump's not corrupt. You know, you get all these emails. No, I'm saying take it out of your world, right? Think about it from the perspective of somebody who's not paying a lot of attention to politics, who probably just wants there to be some level of competence and less noise. Biden hit that right for independent voters, that note. And a lot of suburban women, which we're going to talk about a great deal throughout 2024, a lot of suburban women just want things to be quiet and normal. They didn't want the shenanigans. They didn't want the charade. Now with Hunter and all these revelations coming out, at minimum, who do you trust and or who's corrupt? I think it's a pox on both their houses, so to speak. I think there's almost no advantage for Biden. And I think that is impactful on the margins for those independent voters out there who wanted to buy into the idea that Biden was going to make things normal again. That was really the argument at the centrality of Biden's 2020 campaign. I'll make things normal again. I I really think that had an impact.
5: Well, it's certainly normal in the context of, of COVID. And there was also a lot of Trump is an aberration in politics and a disturbance in the force and basically Hitler, right? I mean, that was a part of it, too. They even people who don't buy into that hysteria, Clay, there's always the and I was worried about this in 2020. I think this is a very real phenomenon. There were people who were just beaten down by the shrieking purple haired lunatics screaming that Trump is Hitler, that they just wanted to make the noise stop. You know what I mean? It's not that they believe that. But they're like, fine, fine, we'll go with the old loser, Joe Biden, just stop telling me that, you know, Trump is going to destroy the world. I think that at some level that, that does have a, there's, that has a role in all of this too. There are some swing voters, some independents who they just wanted the noise to stop. I don't know how they're going to feel this time.
4: Yeah. You know, I, I, that, that's where I think it's so, I, that's where I think it's so impactful, honestly. Um, I, I, I just think that Biden is, His overall legitimacy has been struck a really crippling blow. And we'll see how exactly it ends up shaking out. Again, Monday, people can start to make their first votes. But I think there's a boy-who-cried-wolf scenario. This is my big theory on 2024. You told me that Trump was Hitler and that you would make things normal again. And things are worse. And suddenly, Trump doesn't look so bad. I think, for a lot of people out there. So we'll break all this down and more as hey, we can continue. Can throw one, one yeah. throw
5: out your way, too, just a, a general thing, Clay? The people who are screaming about how Trump is Hitler probably don't have a good grasp on what normalcy is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, anyone who goes to that length shouldn't then be lecturing you on, we need to restore normalcy in America.
4: Yeah, no, you're 100% right on that. We'll take up some of your calls, by the way, 800-282-2882. We're also going to talk, bottom of this hour here in about 10 minutes, uh, our friend Bill O'Reilly is going to come in. We'll see what his latest takes on uh, the world of politics and more is out there. That is still to come. Uh, if you're a history buff, podcast listener, uh, and I'm both those things, you're going to want to download and listen to a podcast series called Our American Stories, podcast unlike anything you've likely ever heard. Feature stories about America and its people and their remarkable achievements. Each day, Our American Stories tells the stories of men and women who built this country and continue to do so every day new podcast every day they have that many stories to share a couple of recent stories as an example of what you'll hear how henry ford helped invent our modern world or how about how the godfather came to be and all the people involved in making that historic movie series great story told of harriet tubman's remarkable life as well as a story about what abraham lincoln accomplished on the final day of his life Store uh This podcast tells stories of ordinary and famous Americans who do good and heroic things each and every day. Get Our American Stories wherever you get your podcast. That's Our American Stories. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth.
5: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
4: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? 995-G-O-L-D.
6: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: All right, team. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We got Uncle Bill, Bill O'Reilly, joining us in just a couple minutes here. i got a ton to talk to him about. Iowa coming up, the situation of these different Trump prosecutions. What are his predictions for Monday for New Hampshire? And how this is all going to play out in the primary. Uh, Clay is going to be uh at the con solo in the third hour cuz I got to run to the uh, airport as we're doing a live show here I got to go so I can get on a plane cuz uh I'm very pleased that this weekend Clay I'm going to be in Charleston, which is one of my favorite cities to visit to celebrate the 90th birthday of my wife's grandfather, uh James Flatley the 3rd, Admiral Flatley. That He's is awesome. a retired Rear Admiral of the United States Navy, 90 years old. Uh, James Flatley was a naval aviator, fighter pilot, test pilot, and as we heard at my engagement party, the only man to ever successfully land a C-130 cargo plane on an aircraft carrier. So, um, Admiral Flatley, excited to see you for your 90th birthday this weekend. Uh, excited to see your wonderful wife, Nancy and uh, and celebrate in Charleston which as i said one of my favorite cities be a lot of a lot of really interesting folks there clay a lot of naval aviators some marines
4: some seals it's going to be quite a quite a group i met him and his wife at your engagement party up in new york a couple of years ago now incredible stories that's a i mean to land a plane that big on an aircraft carrier is yeah. pretty wild to think about by itself for anybody who's even just thought about the visual of it um, to say nothing of the skill that would be required, and what is the story there? Third generation, basically. Uh, uh they've naval, had now three na- ge-
5: naval service, naval naval combat aviator. Yeah, her great grandfather was also a naval aviator, and her dad, as you know, my father in law, an F eighteen pilot. Um, and you know, I just saw you'll be very happy. Did you see this? They're getting ready. They're gearing up for Top Gun Part Three. I saw they're that already doing it, so we we to have to have Captain Flatley on the show again to talk about the the latest iteration of the Top Gun program.
4: So it took what 1986, I think, if I remember correctly, was the original Top Gun, and then the Top Gun basically made a billion dollars or whatever the heck it did. A lot of you out there listening went and saw it multiple times. It was fantastic. It took thirty some odd years for that sequel to be made, and it was so successful they're going right back to try to do uh, part three. Yeah. So I want
5: to say happy birthday, happy 90th to uh, Admiral Flatley and I'll be seeing you at your, at your party this weekend. And, uh, we'll be uh, talking here to Bill O'Reilly in just a minute. Um, got so much to, to break down with him as well. You know, you get out of the shower each morning and what do you want? A soft, absorbent towel to reach for. It's not too much to ask, but you know, for a lot of manufacturers, it's kind of, uh, either it's soft or it's durable or you get a good price. What about getting all three of these things? my pillow has my towels that's right the company that brings you the favorite towels out there has now towels that you can get on sale when you go to mypillow.com 50 50 off these towels i've got them here at home very soft and very absorbent and now if you use our promo code you're getting an amazing price on them too my pillow 2.0 mattress toppers dog beds we got one of those here for ginger Plus, blankets and so many other items, all 50% off as well. Plus, you get a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. We're going to need that. Ginger tears up a lot of things. All right, to find this offer, go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Check out everything we're talking about here and more. Get yourself some of those my towels for sure, but also check out the blankets, the pillows, and the mattress toppers. I got my brother the mattress topper last year. He loves it. Promo code Clay and Buck when you go to MyPillow.com. All right, everybody, as promised, we've got the man himself with us right now, Bill O'Reilly, 18, number one best-selling books in the Killing series. latest is Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. I have it here in my bookshelf. It's excellent. Go to BillOReilly.com for the no-spin news. Bill, great to have you back. You, you want to give us? Uh, we got a lot. We got too much to talk about today, and not enough time. Let, let's jump into Monday real quick. What are your expectations, and uh, and how do you think the Iowa caucuses play out based on what we're seeing?
3: Well, I was listening to um, the last half hour of your show, and uh, you were talking about the perception of uh, Trump and Biden in the election. That doesn't have much to do in Iowa. So the MAGA people are in charge of the caucus there. And there can't be any cheating because everybody goes in person. They wander around and they cast a ballot Then you can see them and drop the ballot in. So, And the MAGA people will rally to Trump because there isn't a reason to defect at this point. So then the media then says, okay, um, we're rooting for Nikki Haley, which the corporate media is, and uh, we want her to at least get 30 percent. Um, out of this. Um, I don't think she's going to hit that mark in Iowa. She has not been campaigning there very much. DeSantis put everything in there. uh spent a lot of money. He's not going to do well, and then he'll have to drop out on Tuesday. So, you know, say goodbye to Iran. Uh And then Trump, he wins it, but he doesn't gain very much because everybody expected him to win it. Um, and then New Hampshire on the twenty third of January, that's a whole different story because there's a big a lot of big money going in there to convince uh left leaning Democrats uh who register as independents to vote for Haley. That's what the corporate media and the Democratic Party want. They want uh Haley to show very well in New Hampshire so that the media has two full weeks before South Carolina to just pound Trump into pudding as a loser. And that's the overage on the uh, initial voting. So
4: does it matter? Uh, because we've been talking on this show for a while about, oh, it's going to be man versus man or man versus woman, right? A one-on-one battle. So let's say it's Ron DeSantis one-on-one. Let's say it's Nikki Haley one-on-one. Can either one of them beat Trump or, in your mind, is the Republican nomination even before people vote Monday on Iowa based on what you're seeing basically done and Trump's the guy?
3: yeah I think it is uh but because he's Donald Trump, no one knows what's gonna happen on Monday I'm uh, not Monday Iowa caucus, but just Monday generic. Anything could happen at any time. It's like a uh, pioneer in a covered wagon going across way Wyoming in eighteen fifty. You better watch all around anything could happen so uh at this point, the election were held tomorrow, and um, Republicans would vote for Trump. Um, because they want an Avenger. The MAGA people and conservative Republicans not only want a Republican president, they want somebody to go in there and dissemble the progressive movement. And neither Haley, uh, or DeSantis, uh, has come across as someone who would do that. You know, I watched the Haley, uh, uh, DeSantis debate on CNN. I almost fell asleep. They, yeah, I mean, we switched off of it, both of us. Them. Yeah. You know, but they just, what do you, you know, you're not, I don't see any passion. I don't see any point of view that is different than what I've heard five million times. Um, and in order to be a guy like Trump is so flamboyant and so out there, you gotta, you gotta bring it. Um, and none of the Republican candidates come close to him in the ability to get attention and rile people up.
5: We're speaking to Bill O'Reilly. Go to the, uh, BillO'Reilly.com site for the no spin news and bill you know we've spent a little bit of time today talking about the various legal stratagems that democrats are deploying against donald trump it seems like some of these are well starting to all look like one big dumpster fire do you think that they've is is that your sense i mean have they miscalculated is it falling apart how do you view this
3: well the civil suit in new york is just absurd and and I think that'll go into the federal court system. Um the fix is in, it shouldn't be brought in the first place, there's no victim. You've heard it all. But keep your eye on this uh Atlanta, Georgia, Fulton County situation with Fanny Willis. Remember the B G song Fanny Be Tender with my love? I love that song. Uh and every time I see Fanny I start to hum it. Um now Fanny uh is Uh, prosecuting Trump and a few of his acolytes for interfering with the Georgia vote. But Fannie um, apparently hires a prosecutor with whom she's having an affair and pays him um, up to a million dollars in salary and expenses. And as part of that, the guy goes to the White House twice.
6: Um,
3: Pretty big story is the White House – coordinating Fannie's prosecution of Trump and the others? What's the guy doing in the White House? Yeah. He billed billed Fannie and and Fulton County for the visits, this guy. I mean, this is a huge story, but you'll never see it on the corporate media. Fox covered it a little, but I don't think Fox understands how big the story is, because this is prosecutorial misconduct. I, I just, I, I just,
4: I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just spent you know 20 or 30 minutes hammering home why I think this is so important. And I said, look, at a minimum, this is the benefit of having people in the state of Georgia. We know we're not going to get the Department of Justice, to be honest. But Bill, don't you think that Brian Kemp or someone in the upper echelons of the Georgia state power should be investigating this investigation? He has to.
3: Yeah, Kemp has to order the Attorney General to investigate, prosecute misconduct on a part of Fannie willis period and even if he doesn't um again this will go to federal court even though it's a state beef um it'll get thrown out the whole thing is going to get thrown out i predict it right now on the Klan buck show
5: bill you know these we, we get all these people that are that are giving different interpretations of what the polls right now really mean for trump being so far ahead of biden i got people we get people calling in here that are saying oh this is all meant to depress turnout or oh this is all some kind of a psyop how do you see it is this just the reality that biden is so weak that trump is far out ahead and democrats are panicking how do you assess that
3: well it's an emotional time in america and almost every week we see the progressive left doing heinous things i mean gaza and hamas all of that Um, And Joe Biden is the progressive left president, the most radical left president in the history of this republic by far. Nobody even a a close second to Biden. And so the people are emotional now. and They they don't like this progressive movement. They may not like Trump, but if Trump is the only alternative to Biden, four more years of that, then they're going to go with Trump. Not all of them but a big segment of the independents, and that's what you're seeing. But, you know, those polls, they can switch back pretty fast. Now, you were talking about Hunter Biden. Here's the Hunter Biden, the importance of Hunter Biden. So Hunter Biden is embarrassing his father. Now, Joe Biden might not even know that because he's not real cognizant these days. But he's embarrassing his father. I said on the no spin News, if Teddy Roosevelt's sons – had, do, had done what Joe, uh, Hunter Biden's doing, Teddy would have thrown him an oyster bay. <laughs> <laughs> they just kicked him right out of the house. So what Joe Biden as a father and the president of the United States should do is today say, Hunter, you pay all the back taxes they say you will. Pay them right now. Have your Hollywood, uh, guys funding all your bills write the to check today. Right? Instead we hear, oh, I'm proud of my son. What, what exactly are you proud of? That he tried to kick drugs? Okay, but that's not the issue here. The issue is that the the man is charged with nine felonies in California, federal beefs. And are you proud of that? You don't hear a word. And the media, of course, slides over it. So the reason that Hunter Biden wouldn't go and sit for the deposition for the oversight committee in the House is because you don't have a time limit on that. And if in public, you have five minute increments where you can oh, filibuster. Yeah. You can filibuster. You don't have to answer anything. You can filibuster all day long.
4: But in a deposition. And, and they alternate where you're getting Democrats yeah, talking Democrats, about what a great son
3: you are. It doesn't matter who it is. In five minutes, you're not going to get anything from a guy who wants to obfuscate the issue. But in a deposition, you've got to sit there under oath and answer very telling questions. And the big question is, how much money did your father derive from this? What did you give him in loans? What did you give him in payback? Well that's never gonna happen in a public. That's what this is all about. It's another con, another grift. So, oh yeah, I'll answer questions in public, but I'm not gonna answer questions in private. What? And again, if you're the president and he's your son, you go sit for the deposition. That's what you tell him to do.
4: Which yeah, Donald Trump you... Jr. did five times. And and leading into that, by the way, Bill, I want to get this last question for you before we have to go to break you and me are on the side of truth justice and 100% accuracy <laughs> buck of course the opposite of that um, you you and i bill believe that uh that the joe biden uh train is eventually coming off the tracks so i'm curious as you look at the scene right now obviously the polls look good for trump we got the first votes of 2024 coming monday how do the democrats maneuver to get Biden off the ballot. To you, as now voting has started, what do the next few months look like and where are we headed?
3: Well, it's easy. So uh Michelle Obama on Monday shows up on the Jay Shetty podcast. Did you guys talk about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, oh, I Clay like was it. very excited, yeah. Bill, very uh, yeah. excited. Jay Shetty. Not Clay and Buck, not Bill O'Reilly, Jay Shetty. One hour, five minutes. guy's a former monk. I guess they had wind chimes and incense. I guess they had all that. Okay. Why? Doesn't have a book to sell, hasn't dined with Oprah lately that I know of, and have an album out. Why is she doing that? Michelle Obama and her husband, Barack Obama, do nothing spontaneously. Ever. There's a reason why she did it. And that reason is to send a signal to the Democratic Party, I'm here. So Joe Biden easily could, no matter how many delegates he has, could say in July, two weeks before the Democratic convention in Chicago, I can't do it for medical reasons. I'm resigning and I'm turning my delegates over to Mrs. Obama. I,
5: I'm, I did, t- I'm with you. I'm just I'm telling gonna, you two right now. We're going to replay this in like July or August, I'm and, and we're going to be that. taking photos of me eating the most delicious Kobe beef <laughs> imaginable. And Bill now, and I mean, Clay, look, I'm
3: not. I'm not predicting that will happen. I'm just saying it's easy for it to happen. Ah, okay, all right. That everyone is aware of, and and this is another story everybody's overlooked. Gavin Newsom took himself off the board as a legitimate presidential candidate for his party when he announced that he's paying all the health benefits to undocumented
5: illegals. Yeah, yeah.
3: That that was it. That was all. It's over. You cannot win with that on your resume.
5: We're going to see. We're going to see, Clay. We're going to replay this. So Bill is saying it's very possible. You are saying, Clay, it's going to happen. I'm well, saying look, hell will freeze over before this happens. But yeah. My go.
4: theory is that in the, the polls could change, well, uh, we, right? We, we like, know, we know, we yeah. know.
5: You think Michelle, it's good, but I'm telling, but so, if the we-
4: polls don't change, it's going to be Michelle. All right. Bill, uh,
5: everyone should go to BillOReilly.com. No spin news available there. The killing the witches series, uh, book rather in the killing series is phenomenal. Go pick up a copy. Bill, let's have you come back after some votes are cast. You can analyze it for us. All right.
3: Sure guys. Thanks very much for having me. Have a good weekend.
5: My friends, a former Wall Street insider has a warning for those paying attention to our economy and the U.S. dollar. Tika Tawari is his name, and he researches and writes on our economy with regularity. This time around, he's put his thoughts in an online video for you to learn from. He believes that what he's discovered in his research could actually trigger a big financial crisis in America. It's information for you to hear and come to your own conclusions about. Make your own decision. But you want to at least know what Tika thinks is coming and how you can prepare yourself now. Go to this video online, MoveYourCashNow.com. That's MoveYourCashNow.com, and learn how you can prepare before it's too late. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group.
4: Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access
5: to special content for members only.
6: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in Clay
4: Travis, Buck Sexton show. That is what Bill O'Reilly was referring to for all of you out there. Fanny be tender with my love, a reference to Fanny Willis, who may have been tender with her lover's love and paid him six hundred fifty k in the process. Have you
5: ever heard this never. song before? I have never heard this song Is that Clay, just so we we didn't want to be rude, so we were gonna in interrupt Bill, but we looked at each other like, what
4: song? We had never heard that one. I presume it's entirely generational. I bet that if you are sixty or more, you probably know this song. I bet if you are under sixty, you are like bucking me and you have I have no do, idea. Do your parents I don't know that I've ever favorite, heard this song.
5: Do your parents have a favorite, you know, band or music act like just far
4: and away? You know, my dad somehow knows every country artist and every country song, but never listens to the radio, so we've never really been able to figure that out. Um, but we were – I think I've talked about this before. When I was in the car uh, in the afternoons with my dad, we would listen to sports talk radio uh, when he would pick me up at school and we would drive home. And so we usually didn't have uh, music on. I know a lot of you out there – again, it's Rush's birthday – grew up listening to Rush in your car – uh but we were uh we were sports talk radio people so what about you were your parents like well, you didn't but well, you're oh, also my... in New York you're not in cars that often like comparatively
5: yeah but i i mean i used to listen to i mean my like music. my music station was an iheart station in new york city uh z100 Z like that was all through grammar school and high school that was kind of and um that was the one that i listened to um and obviously listened to rush on on the talk radio side um but yeah my parents my my dad is Forever a Rolling Stones person, and my mother is a Led Zeppelin person.
4: Oh wow! I would wow. Yeah, mom. Mom is cool. Mom's Mom's got got some some sizzle.
5: She's got some sizzle. That's right.
4: Um, by the way, good questions. We got several VIPs who uh who wrote in a a lot of responses on Fanny Willis and what the what the male version of a mistress should be. A lot of very funny responses there. But um, I'm gonna just use Tony as an example here because several of you asked this question. Doesn't the ICU... We're talking about the Secretary of Defense and the fact that we're now potentially engaging in very serious military acts. And they said that uh, that Lloyd Austin from his hospital bed was involved in making decisions here. And Tony asked a really good question that I haven't seen very many people asking. Doesn't the ICU typically require medications, drugs that might affect the sound mind of a person? Might be an issue with decision-making requirements of someone at that level with all that's going on. Now, he's out of ICU... But, yeah, that's a very valid question, Buck, for for anybody out there. What kind of drugs is Secretary Austin on, and how might they impact his ability to make good decisions? Very valid. You know, I
5: think it's unlikely the media is going to be digging in on this one with everything they've got. You know, it's an election year after all. So the the role of 95% of journalists right now, Clay, is to... Do the opposite of speaking truth to power and finding the stories that don't want to be found. They're going to be doing every
4: cover-up they have to do. No doubt. Uh, by the way, happy 90th birthday to your, I guess, it's a grandfather-in-law. Is that a thing? Yeah, Admiral Flatley. Happy
5: happy 90th to Admiral Flatley and, and happy birthday to Rush. Clay's going to get into that more. i got to run to the airport, but Clay's going to do a uh, Rush birthday retrospective here and much more coming up.